0: I've been waiting for a girl like you. Yeah, what is that song about? You think? Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. It's just sappy, that... sappy
0: bullshit. You remember when you taught me how deep and dark and fucked up pina coladas is? A uh, pina colada is
1: super fucking dark and weird in a twisted, twisted song. Yeah, let's, uh, let's
0: fucking show that off for the people. What the hell is Pina Colada, the song actually about, Ryan? So I think uh, my, my probably very poor
1: synopsis of it is verse one is man uh, is not content in relationship, starts a uh, seeking for ad, looking for someone to get lost in paradise with or whatever the song's about, have a p- Pina Colada. I don't honestly... It's not one of my favorite songs because of probably the weirdness. Verse two <laughs> is uh, finding that girl, connecting with that girl, going to then che- presumably cheat on wife with that girl. Verse three is the turn where you find out that girl he's cheating on with is actually his wife, who is also bored of the relationship and then going to cheat on him. But it's a happy ending because they cheated on each other with each other. And, and they, they found, found each a other new again? kink
0: in their life and they're they're in love again and it's a song about piña coladas but it's really fucked up everybody yeah it's a weird one it's a weird one i didn't like it i didn't I like, like it so it. much less now like <laughs> i didn't like it <laughs> no i felt i felt attacked yeah this is they're coming after me with their new wavy sex thoughts of ...things outside of my comfort bubble... ...and I don't appreciate it... Yeah, and I feel attacked by it because I don't understand it... ...so therefore I'm angry at it... ...scene.
1: I don't That's, buy was... this... ...coming from a man... <laughs> <laughs> ...coming from a man... ...who listens to Guar ...and Marilyn Manson... ...and many people who intentionally... ...push boundaries... Yeah, I don't right. buy this. <laughs> For some reason, I don't buy this.
0: <laughs> it's a farcicle, which is it's different from a an icicle because it's one that's really far away from you. Oh, cool. Mm. Mm. I, I, I got
1: nearsicles then. I have a hard time reading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> reading icicles? You yeah,
1: I have a real hard time <laughs> reading icicles when they're close up. I got nearsicles. Yeah. That actually might be farcicals. I don't know. I
0: think that is. I don't know either. I uh, I have one of them. I'm wearing glasses convention. right now, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I don't know what the diagnosis I currently have is. Fantastic. Because <sighs> <laughs> eyes are stupid. You know what's
1: stupid? All right. Um. Somebody talk. was what's talking stupid? about insurance earlier, Um. and I don't know how it came up. What a up. scam. It is, which I don't even like want to get voting, into like, right? that fucking <laughs> mess of a system because it's all garbage. But, like, the weird thing is we have health insurance. Let's do the shot real quick. Yeah. Cheers. Ugh. So, health insurance covers the whole body your general ailments, your specialties. You get money for all of that stuff. <laughs> But your teeth aren't fucking covered. Why do you have a separate insurance for your teeth? It's part of your body. It should all just be part of one plan, and then, like, the dentist is the specialist, just, like, you go to, like, the podiatrist for your feet. You go to the dentist for your feet, but it's all part of your fucking body. Why is it a separate plan? It makes no sense. It makes no sense.
0: Well, because teeth are made from the same substance as hair and fingernails and (laughs) barbers and... Uh, that other thing that trim your fingernails are not covered under insurance for the mm. same reason teeth aren't. They don't cover the hairs. Huh. It's, it's no hair insurance clause. It's written in all of them. You got. I'm I'm telling you. So uh, what happens?
1: What happens if you get a real fucked up like toenail injury or something? The toenail is not necessarily like that's the same as like your teeth, right?
0: So. Once it impacts the actual toe, then it's an issue and the dude just yanks it off because that's what he's designed to do. Because the hair is a parasite. It's really, it's leeching off of you constantly. Sure. Like, every every time that it grows, it's stealing some of your life force. Like, I'm going to die way sooner than you because all my life force is in here. I'm just, if I cut it off, I'm dead. That's the rules of hair. You're like Samson. Similar, (laughs) yeah, but I would just die.
1: All right, Uh, so then, counterpoint again then. All right, uh, say you get, like, fucking an impacted tooth. It's now impacting your gum. Your gum is part of your fucking head. It's part of your body.
0: Yeah. This makes uh, no sense. (laughs) You go see a dental surgeon who's designed to go in to the bone, uh, where it's a real body part. He's actually a trained person, not some (laughs) uh, charlatan that pulls into town with a horse and buggy Pulls out a few teeth, overcharges everybody, bangs Ooh. the farmer's daughter, Ooh. leaves in the night. Yeah, Ooh. that's All what right. a dentist is. Wait. I'm calling him out. I'm an Wait. anti-dentite. All right, so I'm going <laughs> to
1: throw out fucking devil's advocate shit that I don't even necessarily believe in. But fuck it, I'm going to roll these goddamn dice. Psychology, then. Uh-oh. I, Uh-oh. Uh, that's covered by Uh-oh. a lot of health care. But... Should it be then if it's not actually technically part of your body? Like your teeth aren't technically part of your
0: body. So you're saying the brain is separate because the brain is separate well, it's from the intangible. mind. It's tangible. Body. It's intangible. Yeah. It's where the self is stored, right? Ah, is it? Or do me. we go down to that's, the chemical level
1: in the brain, like the chemical the, signals? Like I think that's the only way we I could don't know, go. Because
0: there's there's this thing there's like a blood blood brain barrier where like blood doesn't get into the i don't know the body's fucking weird dude i don't know how we (laughs) exist it's magic dude it is uh, i just know that hair is power
1: (laughs) it's crazy to think and this is totally stoner thoughts hey guess what's coming in a, a few weeks.
0: Whoa!
1: Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's crazy to think we are just nothing but little fucking atoms and molecules, somehow held together through bonds and shit. But like the universe is nothing but just like a bunch of tiny little molecules, and it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's guys. crazy how little we know about everything, and that we will die, this, never ever knowing.
0: This just is like loss. Uh, the- the Joe Rogan podcast sponsored by Onnit, O-N-N-I-T, Onnit.com.
1: Next, we're going to talk about DMT uh, uh-huh. and some For of the... For four hours. Uh, the, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about vision trips, seeing mm-hmm. spiritual beings who will guide you through those trips and how uh, that was potentially a connection to um, our ancient forefathers Uh, weird. Or your brain not,
0: (laughs) your brain just not being able to understand what's happening because there's this fucking chemical making it put triangle shapes into square shapes. And (laughs) it's like, ah, it doesn't work. And maybe that's more likely, but no, sure. Yeah. Spiritual realm beings that exist on another plane of existence. (laughs) Also completely logical. I love that kind of shit, and I also like
1: the guy who's like, yeah, I did DMT, I saw Bigfoot, and the Bigfoot showed me the way, I'm like, yes, (laughs) I want to hear everything about this, please, write a (laughs) tell-all.
0: Let's have DMT Bigfoot guy on the show, and ask him about Bigfoot and DMT, let's do it. Hit us up, DMT Uh, Bigfoot guy, let's talk.
1: That'd be my favorite show, maybe, that we ever will do. (laughs) is crazy it's got, it's DMT Bigfoot Jesus guy.
0: The, is he, he, <laughs> as a real person that exists, like gonna, we could find this dude. I don't
1: right? know where this episode begins and ends, but I will say this is a perfect Sean Muldowney role. This is something he was born to sink his teeth into. Just calling oh, it well, as the crazy being... mountain DMT Bigfoot Jesus guy,
0: whatever. I like that. He would love it. He, he claims to be... <laughs> A fan of the acting arts. I think it's all a farce, a farcical. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the new word. Uh, what homage is out? Farcical. farcical. That's in. Everybody farcical. invest in farcical now.
1: I like farcical.
0: I like the Far Side. Do you remember that comic?
1: Uh, my brain immediately went to Far Side too. And here's here's a thought. Do you think? The younger generation cares about Far Side?
0: I mean, I don't know. I think essentially parts of it are sort of timeless. I mean, on a level, it all exists within its bubble of the yeah. time period it is from. Like, you're not going to have references and jokes about cell phones and a lot sure. of like computer technology. Like, science in all Far Side comics is still like the Dr. Frankenstein giant computers with lights and bleep blorp things and uh but i think on the on the whole all that shit is sort of timeless and i think it would still hold up then
1: here here's where i agree one i agree i agree with everything you said i think the far side was maybe some of the sharpest written like uh comic strip comics for the time like really really smart and insightful and i think they're like seinfeld level of holding up and still being relevant and true but the weird thing I thought about the other day is you never see these memed. And i I, I would think far side comics, the one panel like insight into whatever would be like the perfect meme source, but just has not penetrated internet culture, it seems.
0: That's true. It, that's weird. I wonder why that is. Because it yeah. does kind of almost seem tailor-made for it, but I've seen way more memes with like the family circus. Oh, that's maybe it's because, but maybe it's because like the Far Side is good enough that it stands on its own still, like it doesn't need to be memified, updated, or whereas like the mm. fucking Family Circus is cheap and pandering, and so you can easily distort it to something so far left or right of what it is, like just completely off course. And it's it's funny for the shock value. You're like, oh, sure. Billy's got his whole fist up his ass or something. I don't know. I'd read that Family Circus though. <laughs> well, is the kid's name? Ha- Billy? Have fun
1: reading like one sentence. Uh, I do. I don't know. I I did not read Family Circus. I never. I never enjoyed it. I liked Fox I Trot, always read it, and I like Far Side. <sighs>
0: I loved Foxtrot. Foxtrot was my jam. Mm-hmm. That was my fucking jam. That's spoke like, to Little uh, Deep Ryan.
1: Yeah, I can tell you, like it's a Jason, week. Kathy. Uh, yes, Jason. Oh, uh, I can't they think of the brother's awesome name. three-week
0: arc, man, when uh, Jurassic World was coming out. Or not Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park The Lost World. There you go, yeah. They did this whole, like, three-week arc of, like, them in a Jurassic Park setting, and Jason was, like, uh, the fucking owner dude. What is his name? Uh, John Booms. Hammond. Hammond, thank you. Got gotcha, you, man. Yes. Well, that's not who he played in the movie, though. That's, like, his real name right oh, now. No, no. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know the actor's real name. That's maybe the the bigger s- cinema He's sim, Richard Attenborough.
0: But... He's David Attenborough's brother.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Well, there you the go. The Well, he is Richard Attenborough then, and he plays uh John Hammond, uh brilliant but stupid uh millionaire. Billionaire. Money man. Money bags. Professor this money all bags.
0: Sounds so familiar. <laughs> oh man it is billionaires let loose to run <laughs> out of control and play god wow uh huh it's 1993 all over again steven spielberg wrote another blockbuster tale Not as old
1: tins. as time this is <laughs> our demise
0: this is that's uh, sounded like that's actually a pretty good metal lyric <laughs> oh yeah well i'm sorry hold on <clears throat> I mean, I would listen to all of that (laughs) on repeat for like two days. You just need
1: a sick fucking guitar riff behind it or something. And there you go. Boom.
0: Metal's the best music of all time. (laughs) It's It's way better than reggae, which all sounds the same. Metal doesn't do that.
1: I will tell you what I've had such a hard time getting into reggae myself. I I'm with you. Uh, even you go even go going to the great right. Go to Bob Marley. I like nope. two three songs I can stand. Otherwise, yeah, they this kind of, of all just now come together for too me. that
0: people are going to send in reggae songs to fucking TRL now.
1: Oh. Fantastic. What else do you hate, Kyle? Let's let's delve into this. <laughs> I'm surprised there have not been more like Last Jedi memes and shit. Or you know, we did have
0: to suffer through. Were you there to suffer through uh, fucking Nickelback?
1: I did, and yeah. I really, really, really appreciate. I I think he said key like, key decagon or something. Uh huh. He said uh fu- fuck you nerds or something or. Yeah, fucking take it, nerds. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And then just put a Nickelback song in, and I was like, I like this guy's energy. Fantastic. But then
0: he regretted it. He kept donating at the end so that he didn't have to hear the song anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's... uh, It's bad, and uh, also filled with a ton of sellouts. Oh, yeah. Real hardcore. Tons of sellouts. <laughs> then I saw much- Kanye West, and Laura was like, whoa, and I was like, well... It's Kanye West. Yeah, so this on, is maybe like the on. least crazy thing he's done.
0: How much would you sell out for? Like, uh, Pepsi comes tomorrow. And they're yeah. like, hey Ryan, here's a check for $1.2 million for three months of work. If it takes off, it could be up to $10 million.
1: Uh-huh. What But what? what, do you say? what you is, is that do?
0: work? What am I doing? You have to be the face of the new ad campaign, you have to sell Pepsi with your face. They want to use you. Nope. I couldn't do, do it. it.
1: I couldn't do it because I'm way, one way too conscious of just uh, myself in general. But uh, <laughs> to be the face of anything, that's a lot of fucking responsibility. I wouldn't do it for any amount of money. To be like Thomas Middleditch who goes from fucking a show to being the face of Ryzen. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not fun the opposite, for any amount of money.
0: For the Verizon guy, he was always from then on the Verizon guy. Even though now he's the Sprint guy, is he? Oh, yeah. He I he does. I will say slashed.
1: I will say there are some people it works for. For and like if you're if you're really it into, works for- <laughs> I know it really came out real southern um if you're <laughs> if you're if you have that like, kind of energy and like can play with it and like know it and like are almost like self-aware with it like a Terry Crews type or something great do that I think you could also get away with that if you were to sell out to like I don't know the most embarrassing fucking thing like depends diapers I feel like <laughs> I you would bring them. a self-awareness to it Sell them, make make everybody happy, you know. And
0: I think still you can up- stay my my grounded yet incredibly cool and smooth self. <laughs> I yeah, because <laughs> I'm humble, as you all know. I'm very uh-huh. humble. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> yeah. True. I would sell out for depends Oh, yeah, I figured for sure. That's why sure. I'm not even
1: going to bother asking you the question. Like I know you'd sell in a heartbeat. To anything. I do
0: commercials for two years, live on some shitty condo in Florida for the rest of my days. Yeah. Go to Miami, blow my heart up with cocaine. I don't know. There you go. It'd be a blast. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <Yeah. clears throat> Get a little. I don't know. I don't know slang for cocaine. Yeah. Uh, booger sugar. Yay. Yay Yo. Mm-hmm. Tony got the yay yo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 'Cause I'm I'm hip to the <laughs> the drug culture, everybody. Come to me. Uh, is it right Gabba gabagoo <laughs> is gabagoo Gaba Gaba. term
1: for slang or or
0: slang for coke? Uh, no. It's I apparently it means Capicola. Does that which is not That's a type It's not of a New sausage? Jersey soda. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a cured meat.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's I which think it's delicious.
0: I didn't even know that meat could get sick.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, it depends on how (laughs) attached to your body it is and where it's at.
0: Sure. That's very true. You get an infection. That's some sick meat. (laughs) That's some rotten meat. You got to get that meat cured. (laughs) Woo! All right, jokes.
1: (laughs) That's what my first girlfriend said. I've never recovered. Oh, man, you gotta get that meat cured.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I I don't know how it got so infected when you were <laughs> with your first girlfriend. I don't know what you were sticking your dick into, <laughs> you fucking weirdo I kid. took
1: American pie very literally.
0: <laughs> you were fucking sick meat with your dick. <laughs> it's a greenius uh, penis.
1: Gr- I'm gagging a little bit. I'm going to gag. <laughs> and then I thought about it, and it made me like, ah, uh, real queasy.
0: Uh, are, you, are you salivating a little bit?
1: That's what it is, yeah. All right, I got to turn this off for uh, 10, 15 minutes. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> just...
0: Oh, man. Ryan, what the fuck are we talking about on this episode that we haven't mentioned at all?
1: I mean, literally anything we want, apparently.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say the literally, this.
1: literally dozens
0: of times this episode. I, okay. I, that's the thing now, I guess. I'm not hip to the new nomenclature, but uh, I'll I pick up. I, I'll, I'll adapt.
1: I, uh, I realize now that I've been saying it quite a bit because other people have been pointed out for saying it quite a bit. And no, I'm not going to do that, but we are talking about The Fall Guys, which is a uh, PlayStation network, like one of their free games of the month, if you're a subscriber to PSN. Um, Yes. And it is by Devolver Digital, which I really wish I researched beforehand, because I know they've done games I've really enjoyed, and I couldn't think of any the other day when I tried to think of their name.
0: Is this game... In any way shape or form based on the 1986 television show the fall guy
1: i don't know what that show is but i'm going to i'm going <laughs> to guess Fuck, it is not ah you don't know
0: the fall guy man
1: is lee majors oh i know i know it is a show and i know it, lee majors was in it but i've never seen it
0: I, mean, I guess stunt it's about in Hollywood, I, knew it. I think he also solves Crimes. Hold on. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Alright, so his... I forgot this part. His name in the show, Lee Major's name in the show, is Colt Severs.
1: That's a pretty, uh... Oh, do, do you think that's where X versus Severs came from? Severs was like a nod to <laughs> no, I do not fall guy in some I way? I do not
0: think that is where X versus Severs came from at all. Have you ever actually seen that movie?
1: No, because I again I value I my time either. and if I know yeah. it's real, real bad like that, it's hard for me to watch.
0: Same and with Battlefield it, look, Earth. From my, think of it from my perspective, like I love bad movies and I have not watched that. I would watch Battlefield Earth, though. I do want to watch what? that someday. Well, I, then
1: I ask you, Kyle, why what's the what's the line on ballistics X versus Sever? Uh, why is that one? something you don't want to watch when it is considered so bad when you do like so many other things that are, I think equally bad in regards from many people.
0: Because from what I've heard and understand, Ballistics X versus Sever is only bad because it's just kind of like, A boringly edited and put together movie. It's not, it's just not a well done movie. And it's like one of the worst of that genre, which doesn't necessarily make it watchable. It's still an annoying watch. Whereas Battlefield Earth is pretty much John Travolta, carte blanche, Uh, full on insane. You need the cringe. I'd still, I'd like to see that. Like this was him, like thinking he was doing something awesome and nobody stopped him. Like, that's the yeah. shit I like to see So
1: I'm with you, I'm with you there Okay, I can I can see that distinction That's a really, really good way of putting it uh, Speaking of Travolta I would also really enjoy seeing The Fanatic At yep. some point, too Because that... Moose is
0: in the house Moose is in the house <laughs> Gotta got take a shit <laughs> That's the first line That is said in that movie Is John Travolta ah! saying, I gotta take a shit
1: That's right that's right. Oh, man. Uh, and and this is a movie directed by Fred Durst where Devin Sawa stops at one point to talk about how good Limp Biscuit was and how the kids will never know true
0: music anymore. Which is also a meta self-referential reference because as I think I educated you on mm-hmm. a couple months ago what a stan is. That's right. And a stand was played in the music video by Devin Sawa, a crazy fan, and that's ah. Oh. Fred Durst is a genius. <laughs> oh no,
1: oh no, no, that's not true. That's not true. See, and this is this is when I. This is mostly why I watch this shit for people who say that. <laughs> so yeah. I can be oh, knowledgeable and people. then come back. Yeah, yeah. because if I hear somebody say sure. that, hmm.
0: It's actually like it's a really brave film from Fred Durst's perspective. Like, you know, he took a lot of risks and there's some brave fam- filmmaking in here. No! Shut up! You're a fake movie fan. You don't know, dick!
1: I, I'm i so glad you're going to say it. I was going to uh, skirt around that issue and not say no. it. But yeah, I think there is a certain level of, uh, sure, anything can be considered art. But there is objectively good and bad art.
0: (laughs) And just because
1: you're trying for something doesn't mean it's necessarily there. And I feel like uh, that's everything I've seen from The Fanatic so far.
0: It's weird because there's even bad art that I fucking love.
1: That becomes art because of how bad it is. Almost like anti-art, like The Room or Troll 2. Those movies become art.
0: Well, and I I think I've mentioned it on this show. There's this really, really not good local punk band from my old hometown that I saw once live that were just awful. And they were giving away free demo CDs. And I took one, and it was the shittiest recording ever. It's all out of time. Nothing works. But in that essence, it makes it the most punk rock CD of all fucking time because they don't care. They just wanted to fucking put something out they had to get Mm -hmm. something out it's garbage but i love it i can listen to that whole fucking record it's amazing yeah
1: Yeah. so yeah there's definitely something to be said for like dadaist art where it is just fighting fighting every single structural element that art has imposed upon you to make something completely new and fresh that is always something that's great But sometimes I also think there are lazy people who then turn around and use that as their excuse for art to justify art. And I don't know. I feel like I can sense it. (laughs) I have like a radar Uh, for it where I'm just like, uh, 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 -uh. you tried for something else. And now you're saying like, Tommy was so falling back and saying, oh, I meant for this to always be a comedy. This was intentional. This was my meta piece. I like, uh, uh, nope, nope. You tried and failed and got lucky, which is why nothing you've made since has had any clicking he also resonance.
0: Self spent a shit ton of money. He bought a fucking That's true. billboard space in downtown Los Angeles for like two years, which is like a couple millions of dollars worth of advertising. Well, and it when, just was his fucking yeah. face in the room.
1: When you see when you see how well the room did and, and like how it blew up, it kind of makes sense. That's where I would put my money too, and that would probably then inspire all my future choices from then on. Which is which maybe it seems to have not great because now I feel like this man is going to go bankrupt, like trying to recapture the glory of the room. But that's also like, hey, that's the American dream. Like, do what you want. You, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you do what you want. I don't know. I, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I, I have too. so I many thoughts on this.
0: I had I was trying to look for two segues, and I thought of American Cream and American Stream, and I had nothing for either of them, but wow. I, now I wanted to tell you them. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I have no idea. I was like, because you said American <laughs> Dream, and I immediately started rhyming, right, and I was like, American Cream, nothing there. What else? American stream. Uh, nothing there. That's where we're at. Neil Breen, American <laughs> T. Neil Breen, uh, Mister Clean, Mister Clean. Oh, that's do good. Th- Charlie Sheen. Do you think? Do you think Mister Clean is the strongest of all brand mascots? Mm-mm. No, it's the brawny guy. You think the brawny guy is stronger than Mister Clean? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a clash of titans. Yeah, what about who would win between? I think the brawny guy fights dude? dirty. Oh, specifically, think I think lumberjack. he'll fight a little dirty. Yeah, he's out. He's out in the. He's out in the wilderness. He's going to he's do what it
1: takes to win. Mister Clean's not going to know like, what he's in, getting into. Mister Clean strikes me like the Howie Mandel type, where he's got like the germ phobia. He's, he's germophobic. Yeah. yeah, that's why okay. he said Mister Clean and shaves his head. He gets mm-hmm. to a fight with lumberjack dude.
0: Nah, it's the, gonna be the woodsy, quick. Rugged manly yeah. man that you one, just wanna one works embrace out, and one works head on, his, on his chest and just curl into that chest hair and just forget about the world. I mean, hey, uh, the guy.
1: <laughs> no, let's uh, let's dive into this for a little bit longer. Who would you uh, rather just, sleep with, Charlie Tuna or Count Chocula?
0: That's what. Who do you, of the? Do you think? <laughs> The Vlasic stork could beat Charlie Tuna in a fight, huh? I'm because uh, um, hmm. he is also a bluefin tuna, which are fucking massive fish. That's true, and uh, a stork is
1: a big ass bird, but birds got little weak bones, so that's true. I'd birds say little bitches. Yeah, maybe, maybe Charlie Hashtag Tuna wins that one. Bitches.
0: All right, I'm. I, you know what? Kyle,
1: Charlie Tuna. these are better Yahoo questions than Yahoo than has ever, yeah. given us.
0: This yeah. is Why, this is why, why are I, you
1: not writing Yahoo
0: questions? This is your calling. This is, this Ryan, is so I, much better. I've just made this statement many times. I am better than 99% of the internet. And it still holds true. That 1% that I'm not better than is all pornography.
1: <laughs> I was like, but porn is so much more than 1% of the internet. Yeah yeah you're the only one percent of it yeah you're better than a lot of the other porn then by your statement no. if because i i'm <laughs> saying like i think 20 percent of the internet's porn you're saying you're better than Whoa,
0: i think it's way more than 20 percent. okay of the i was being porn. conservative okay yeah. where wh- what's yeah. your number at i'd say like at least 60 it's over half. You say it's the majority think of like i don't know it's weird man there's a lot of fucking porn out there though, but streaming services now have so much stuff too, mm-hmm. but it didn't, mm-hmm. ah, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. There's a lot, there's a lot of porn out there though.
1: There is. There's a lot. There of porn. is. I wouldn't be surprised if it was close to half. I don't know about going over half, but I'll I'll, I'll say easily 45%, 45% I'd go up to. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I you're was... saying then you are better than 44% of all porn, saying you're be- the, the, the top 1% of the internet.
0: It's it's also a uh, a classic uh, less is more situation. Yeah, there is a whole lot of fucking porn on the internet. Most of it is complete garbage, total bullshit. Oh, interesting. So, interesting. Okay. But that's also just for me. Literally, I like it. Porn on the internet and people's taste is the definition of different strokes for different folks. The basis literally. of the shows. Literally. Enti- it is literally <laughs> internet pornography is different strokes for different folks, man. And that's all A-OK. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: I feel like we both <sighs> learned something on that journey. What else? I was asking questions.
0: Oh, we were talking about mascots fighting.
1: Were we? Oh, we yeah. were. That's right. Yeah, because Charlie yeah. Tuna and, the, and uh, the
0: Vlasic Stork guy. Who the else? Vlasic is, stork. Is, is there? You, is are, there any cage match? Is there any mascot? I was going to say that that the Gerber baby could be. Ooh. Is there anyone? Yeah, or the uh, get...
1: copper-toned little girl with the, the dog biting the underwear but down. She's
0: got she's got a vicious dog, which could just eat that baby's face like it but was in The But it's
1: distracted witch. because that dog's all up in them panties.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're so right. <laughs> 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 Advertising is fucking weird.
1: Isn't that such a fucking weird thing? To have a yeah. little girl... As the the mascot for your, your sunscreen company. A dog pulling down her bathing suit and showing some butt chick. No some matter how chick. subtle, that shit's weird. Yeah.
0: Goddamn uh,
1: 70s advertisers. Are, it's actually, I'm sorry, probably 50s, 40s. I don't know. Hashtag
0: but, cover it up. Hashtag censor that
1: art. I mean, I don't care, whatever, but it is, it's fucking weird.
0: Hashtag... I don't know. What? What's another fucking mascot? I don't know many. F- There's. That's all right. Cage match. All right. We got a cage match. Oh. We
1: got Frankenberry. Okay. Count mm. Chocula. Okay. And then who was the other one? Oh, fuck. I forgot. Was it a mummy? Some oh, kind Blueberry. of
0: mummy? Booberry.
1: Was it Booberry? Booberry the ghost. Yeah, he there was you go. A ghost.
0: I think by default, Booberry loses because he can't affect the physical world. He's a ghost, he's a spirit. And all he well, does is bring good chocolatey treats.
1: Can... What? What? go? All right, ghost rules. They can, like, move objects, right?
0: So if theoretically a, a chair got into cans, the equation... Okay, which a chair would be in a cage match. Mm-hmm. Legally defined, we could call Brooks in on this. He would be like, oh, yeah, there has to be a chair there. There, to be. <laughs> there are like nine wrestling people listening now that are like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a cage match. There's a chair there. Duh. Ah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Wrestling standards dictate that by bylaw 1.59, I I doubt Uh, it would ever be anything that intense.
0: It's on roll of wrestling 342. You don't know that one? (laughs) 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 Did you you just grow up watching Smackdown? (laughs) Wrestling quips. Yeah, that's my impression of wrestling guys. They're going to all beat me up now. Here's my
1: impression. Let's go watch that wrestling. Hey, that's a good wrestling.
0: <laughs> you sound like you sound like my dad. <laughs> Did he also not get wrestling? He just didn't give a shit about anything I cared about. Hey, yeah, go. Go play that Dreamcast, son. Sure. Play play the digital yeah. NFL because you're too weak and stringy to actually play real sports and make me proud.
1: Oh my Hooray! God, Kyle. This is why we bond because that is literally my dad and my relationship. This is the same exact thing.
0: Aren't dads awesome? Hashtag dad love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember specifically, <laughs> it was like, it's like this big moment my family huddles around. It's like, oh, it was so sweet when. He took you to the movie theaters to see X-Men. And I was like, all right, hold on. Let me do that mental math. 2000, that's, I was 14. 14 is the first time he wanted to do something with me. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I put two and two together. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I guess this one isn't going to die. I better make friends with it. Shit. <laughs> that's my but, impression of you bad. It is spot on, by the way. You can go back and listen to... Uh, a couple episodes your dad's been on. That's that's perfect impression. Oh, that's true. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I should say whatever. My dad and my uh, our relationship's okay today. So like no hard feelings. I'm just that's how it was. I get it. And honestly, and long, I think long, that's, long that's how.
0: Uh, I'll probably say that's how a lot of
1: kids' uh, relationships were uh, in our generation. A, lot, a lot of, of grown the men, absentee right kind now, of father stuff.
0: A lot of grown middle aged men driving to work slowly crying listening to this in their car. They're like, yeah, my dad sucked, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's essentially... All right, wait, uh, let's have a break. We're, we're going to play Jim Croce's Cats in the Cradle. And then we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the cat's in the cradle and the seal spoon. That's always
1: funny. can specifically remember the difference between... Here, alright, this is this is the crystal clear difference between me and my dad. That song, I remember being like, uh, I don't know, 9, 10, whatever age, hearing it and crying in the car, and he was just laughing and making jokes. And I was like, <laughs> I have never, never felt so not close to you in my
0: life. <laughs> I've also conveniently never felt closer to your father because i laughed my ass off at that God awful song too i can do it now but
1: like as a, as a dumb little kid it really uh. like got me going but yeah
0: uh. <laughs> ouch my emotions papa <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> papa oh man don't so- you hear the regret in crotch's voice papa <laughs> Lee Majors, yes, was the Fall a guy. Television Show called The Fall Guy, uh, and then PSN forty years later <laughs> released a game, uh, completely unrelated to 1986 television show The Fall Guy. Mm-hmm. It's not that's like thirty four years. Hmm. Think. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to do math. that math.
1: I- I'm just going to say, uh huh. I, I don't want to do the math. I'm real lazy <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> but, uh, so Fall Guys is basically, to me, the way that I would elevator pitch this game is a cross between the television show Wipeout and American Gladiators all at the same time.
1: I would tweak it and i would keep wipeout i would say it's a it's a battle royale that combines wipeout and mxc specifically most extreme elimination is, challenge whatever i have whatever said that multiple one. times
0: playing this game i feel like i'm on a japanese game yeah. show
1: right oh yeah now. yeah especially that door one was <laughs> yes. so i'm like come on this is this is mxc this is 100% mxc Which door is a door and which one you can go through? Like, that is specifically how they open most of their games.
0: It is such a fun concept in an era where battle royales rule the world. At this point, that's what everybody fucking wants. And to get noticed, you got to get different at this point. Mm -hmm. There's been a hundred first person shooter battle royales.
1: Yep, no more of those, please. None, no
0: more. Here's this crazy third-person perspective one made by the guys that did uh Gang Beasts. That's it. I knew it. So it has that similar sort of design of fluffy, rounded, safe edges, but also sort of absurd with, like, real-time physics and... Just ridiculousness, and it starts with uh 60 players, and it eventually cuts it down to the the last one standing. It's a brand new Battle Royale concept that is absolutely fun as hell. Another great thing about it is just how fast games go. They really get moving along quickly. Like, you can play a full game to the end challenge in, like, 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and get right back in ready to go again. And the just the quickness is such a fucking... So many battle royales take so fucking long cuz you drop in mm-hmm. and then you land with nothing and then you got to scrounge issue for guns. with uh yeah. what's
1: uh warfare the the warzone colon- War zone. uh the the Good god it's been so long since I played The Gulag Interesting yeah. idea very interesting idea doubles that game length and needs to be removed it, it just adds way too much time it, yeah. it does it's just we don't need that it's, it's an interesting you, idea, but it's, it goes
0: on for so long. If your friends could just like buy you back at a base level, that would be fine and mm-hmm. would still help facilitate and get you back. But yeah, like getting back into the gulag and then loading all that up and all these different jumping arounds. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. That's the I big know, appeal would, of
1: this one. I agree that that it goes by so quick that it, it's it's a
0: huge selling point. And it's easy, too. That's the fucking beauty of it. Like, I feel I can play this with my niece and nephew, like, and they would both pick it up. And we'd have a lot of fun doing it because it's like, it's two buttons. Well, technically three. You've got X to jump, square to dive, and then R2 to grab onto things. You can grab onto walls, ledges, and then there's some games where you have to grab things. Like, uh, there's an egg game. Mm -hmm. Did you play the egg game? Yeah.
1: yeah. I think by this point, I have now played all of them. And one of them I finally just played today for the first time.
0: Oh, yeah. They yeah. also just added a brand new level. I have so not played the new level yet. That is a, another really exciting thing that I was really glad to see. It was something I hoped for with this that it, mm-hmm. it's going to just keep getting newer and fresher updated content, which is just going to increase the lifetime of this game. And just, ah, it's good stuff. Well, I'm going to come is... out of the gate and say it. I yeah. have really enjoyed Fall Guys so far.
1: All right, so you're not gonna you're not gonna hold your cards. I'm gonna hold my cards a little bit. Um, I will say one of the things I really appreciate and that you kind of hit hit upon at the end there is is this: they're gonna keep the content fresh, gang be- or not gang beast. Ah, uh, now I'm gonna say gang beast. Uh, Fall Guys, <laughs> Fall Guys is gonna keep relevant and it's gonna stay fresh through content. Because it's become like a one-game a service, and this is the formula that I think the industry needs to take. Widespread, I, I like. Yeah. we Do not need yearly like football games. We don't need yearly NBA games. Make one system and just update that shit. Keep it fresh.
0: Like I would be okay even with like a uh, every other year. Yeah. Maybe every three year model system, but like. Yeah. Exactly. And- yeah. Maybe still charge, of course, like charge for some like se- new season updates. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the 2018 big change. Don't do full price, but yeah. I agree. Like, you're doing such minor changes and just ah, it's so much
1: yeah bloat. The graphics don't improve enough that it matters. Those are wasted yeah. resources. Honestly, here you go. You do, instead of, like, the Ubisoft model, which is every year you fucking iterate and iterate and iterate, and EA does the same shit. It's the Activision
0: model, too, yeah.
1: You're iterating graphical systems, and you're putting a lot of time and effort and money into, like, making the graphics just slightly better. Honestly, throughout an entire game console lifespan, you only really need, like, maybe do one at launch, and then you do one once you know the, the system better. And then you can move on to the next one. I think you should only have one or two releases per console launch, and then you should just support those. Switch in new maps, switch in new characters, add in new costumes, add in incentives to keep playing. We do not need five Gears of War games. We don't need a Halo Infinite. We just need, like, one. And and we'll keep playing it. That's why so many people went back and bought, like, the Master Chief collection, because there's a nostalgia there for what was. So why not Mm -hmm. keep that, iterate upon it, and then bring new ideas into that? This is something like the board game space has done like fantastically. You get one board game and then you get expansions and like things that add to it and tweak the gameplay and add new mechanics, but you can still use like that same base mechanic. That base game is going to be there and then it's supported for maybe years. Like, um, I, it, it is a money, it is a money making system, but like, If you play Magic the Gathering, you're always going to have a new experience. And that game never, never changes. There's there's like a Lord of the Rings game or a a Game of Thrones game I play specifically. uh, That's been given updates for 10 years. There's a Marvel game called Marvel Legendary that has like 30 expansions that like each bring in new characters, tweak the gameplay, add new like elements to it every single time. And that's a good way to keep your game fresh, to keep it relevant. Because honestly, you see it's still going on like Overwatch, people are gonna join in because they see it's been around, it's a consistent selling thing, it's still getting attention, it's getting love, it's getting that content, and people are still buying that game. It's still a good it's a good seller. It's not maybe like the top ten, but Overwatch is still like in the top twenty typically, which is insane for a game now that's been out what four years? Four, five years? It's been out for a Something long like that, time. Yeah. And it's still selling well, even with an Overwatch 2 finally coming in like a year or so. That's 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 how you do it. And I think this model needs to be adapted more so. And I think that all guys is doing that is fantastic. I, I think that's the way to go. That was a big tangent. I am so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so... Ryan, <laughs> excuse me. Gosh, I think I just came back from a break or something. Um, you said you feel you've played every level. Do you have a favorite and a non-favorite? Um, hmm. I if have. If you need a list, I can run through one for you. I'm glad
1: you have a list. I I have a favorite. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite one to play is uh, this is all right oh this is going to be interesting all right i i think i might have to go with the seesaw one um really okay honestly it's one that i i don't think i ever really finish outside of the top 10 like i'm really good at it i like screwing people over on it like i i, 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 I do so, well on it i love that one it's i think it's for me a lot of fun be i one of the ones like that it.
0: would make casey very upset
1: yes he
0: potentially hates the
1: seesaw level yeah. Okay, that's one of my favorites. I I do really well in it. Um, I will tell you, I don't have maybe necessarily a least favorite. I think probably I think the least interesting gameplay mechanic is the uh, fruit one, where you have to memorize the, the fruit and match it. Yeah, because there's the a lot game of waiting. Too. Yeah, yes,
0: it's it kills the flow of the game. It's the most boring one. Even the like the tail snatch one. Yeah. At least you're playing when you're doing it. It might yep. not be everybody's favorite, and it can be rather annoying, but at least you're doing something rather than just yeah. watching fruit flash on a
1: screen. I agree. For, what, 15 Even 12, the other fruit seconds? level that they
0: have is way better.
1: Oh, where they throw giant pieces of fruit at you? Yeah.
0: That's... Oh, that one is so fucking good. That one's fantastic. Oh, and you're on the trail, the uh, the, the treadmill that's running backwards, yeah. uphill. Oh, that's a really good level. Yeah. What
1: about Um, you? What are uh, some of your favorites and least favorites? And then we can talk more about these because I've got things to say about a lot of these levels.
0: Sure. (laughs) Uh, One of the ones that I like, even though it fucks me over so many times, I really like Slime Climb when it shows up. Um,
1: Oh, is that the one where everybody's racing to just qualify and finish?
0: and if you get touched by the slime, you're eliminated. Like it's not. Yeah. That's it. You're done. It really can thin out the herd. This is and one can make yeah. games go even quicker. I've had I've gotten slime climb on the second challenge and it been eliminated to seven people and we've gone to the final.
1: I was gonna say this is I think maybe the most interesting one to talk about because I think this is the. For everyone, like, it's kind of dumb luck. Uh, some dumb luck, some skill, but like, ultimately, people are going to win. This is the only one that really kind of like, eliminates you. And like, you have to like, show some skill to move ahead. This is like the only yeah. real roadblock in the game. And today, like, I won a game because that was my first one. And it was the very first one I've ever played. Or, uh, sorry, the very first one I've ever won. The only time I've ever won Slime Climb was this afternoon. It was the first one. It went from like 58 players down to 10. And then the second game was like the finale. And luckily it was the one where you jump on the honeycombs as they fall through the different layers. And you had to Mm -hmm. be the last one to fall down. And I did really well at that, and then that was my first win. But like that's so you
0: you won today. Yeah, the
1: only time I've won was today. Oh, Congrats, buddy. And the only time Alex. was because slime climb. It was the first time I was able to get to yeah. slime climb, and I'll tell you what it was. <clears throat> it's those fucking three yellow bars. The yellow the bars you have to walk on. Of,
0: it's the second ones where you have to make the jump uh through the two as they're also moving that yep. was so fucking hard and yep. it's so early it's like the big litmus test and i'm i'm good at it yeah. but other people can screw you over because of their mass and their physics which yeah. is funny you have to get great, just and it, the
1: right timing yeah
0: it adds a nice randomness to the game that makes it interesting to play like if you yeah. could just smoothly sail through it every time it would get boring the randomness of all the people trying to do the same thing at the same time is what makes it interesting.
1: Yeah. This is like, there is, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot written (laughs) on the internet. You can watch videos on like game theory and how games are made and how, um, how they get you to how, how they tingle that itch to keep you playing. And like a lot of times it is like, there's a, a, an element of randomness. And a lot of times when you feel like that randomness, um, um, When you notice that randomness, it's a bad thing. Um, Sometimes that's in Mario Kart with, like, the item placement and, like, how you can feel, like, your skill in the rubber banding. And it feels artificial. But, like, you get just the right amount of randomness in there. It's the same in, like, board games, too. Like, there's a little bit of luck and probability as much as there is skill. And it's finding that right element. I think Fall Guys finds that perfect balance between, like... There's some skill you need, but there's also like the dumb luck of like where you start, who's around you. Are they gonna try to fuck you? Are they gonna try to run run the wrong way on the seesaw and then fuck up the momentum for you when you do your jump? Which way does the hammer bounce you? Probability too. Which
0: way does does the moving platform bounce you? Does Mm -hmm. it give you a good bounce? Uh, how good are the people chasing you trying to take the tail off of you? Can you jump better than they can? Are they outmaneuvering you? There's all these Mm -hmm. other little things that are coming into play all over the place. It's, ah, it it is the randomness and that you only get from playing against people that a computer couldn't provide that also make a lot of the things in this game work. I feel
1: agreed. Agreed. I'm uh I'm so glad we have networks that are able to run sixty plus player games nowadays pretty easily. Uh, that is yeah, that is such a I godsend. Remember, like,
0: and like I think it was PS two PS three era, like a Battlefield having a sixty four player battle and everybody's like, whoa man, yep. yeah, that's <laughs> huge, dude. <clears throat> and now uh-huh. like a war zone is a hundred and ten people yeah. dropping in yep and it's oh oh what was wild. there
1: was that shitty tribes game and i i say shitty somebody probably that loves was like the 128
0: people yeah. yeah
1: and that's what you would see you would see like there'd be like really good shooters and there'd be not good shooters who get by and like how many players they could fit into it because tribes there's also- i played it's a shitty 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 shooter i i don't get it i don't think there's a lot of redeeming qualities to it but it got people to play because of that fucking number, because we were used to like Halo being like twelve players, maybe sixteen if you were lucky online for a ground war yeah, or something Doom, back in the day. Doom
0: being like yeah, eight on eight, like four v four. There was that. <clears throat> There's this PS3 game. I think it was called Mag. <clears throat> That's me. the one I was thinking of. Massive they action like game. Five hundred versus five hundred like online player battles and. Like because there were actually still smaller skirmishes that were happening, but like they were influencing this overall. But that shit was wild. Uh, did you actually didn't take off more? Did you take part in it? Very little. Uh, Andy played it. He was pretty hardcore into it, and I picked it up on the cheap at Walmart one night for like fifteen bucks. You know, uh, yeah. I gave it a try, but it it, uh, it wasn't for me. Yeah, just
1: not very um, responsive controls, didn't feel good.
0: I guess probably something like that, or maybe I was just bored of that type of game at that point. You get that way sometimes, too. It's fair.
1: You and know what I'm saying, Doug? It didn't really have a ton of personality behind it, from what I remember. No, it felt yeah, very, it was like, pretty bland and character.
0: like, oh, here's Sci-Fi Shooter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got Marine Space Armor, you ever seen that? Look at this gun. <laughs> it looks like an assault rifle, but it's got sharper angles because it's from the future
1: man, I thought I had I uh, had something but it, <laughs> it left me. that was a fart that well, was a we fart. mentioned
0: uh we mentioned fruit shoot we've talked about Ooh. gate crash I really like gate crash
1: um okay, that's the MXC game yeah
0: yeah the one with the the there's so there's like a row of at the start there's like eight doors and only three of them are breakable. And then it's a row of seven doors, and only two of them are breakable. Six, five, and as it goes on, like there's less and less doors until eventually only one is breakable. It's really, it's one of the games that it does best if you're towards the middle of the pack in that, because you've always got the door already determined where to go through, and it's just an easy flow.
1: I I don't know, I've had the best luck going towards the front. And just hoping yeah. you get lucky and then if you fall into the middle you're you're fine. But like many times if I'm in the middle, like I found <clears throat> real quickly you can get just overwhelmed by people or caught up in like a doorway where there's like tons so of people the pushing through.
0: I found not number one, especially on that one, it's got the little teeth in front of every door, so you have to jump over every door frame. Yeah. Should be doing that first of all. Do you dive another... while you jump? I, I dive almost every time when I jump because okay. you land a little better and you get up faster than if you, like, jump and then, like, it makes you go ragdoll because you hit somebody else and oh, you fall. Oh, interesting. It takes you longer to get up that way than if you just jump and dive. That's jump a good Jump and dive hint. is also really, that's a really good tactic on the seesaw one. It'll probably improve your seesaw game even more because you land flat and then you stand up instead of, like, landing and then losing your footing and slipping. Mm-hmm. It's a much safer land every time. So Okay.
1: Go Brilliant. for the dive.
0: Brilliant. Okay. That's is is coming a from a guy good advice. With technically I would have six wins, but I have five wins because uh one of them I was a little out of it and I got all the way to the end where you have to jump and touch the crown in the aggro crag level as I call it. That one's so rough. That one is my favorite. That's the one I've won the most times. I've really? won really? I've won it five out of the technically six times, but registered four out of the five times. I, I have yet to get past I, the hammers. I have like a perfect strategy for all of it. If you go, the hammers at the top, Yep. go all the way to the right side. Those hammers spin in a rotation that even if they hit you, they knock you forward on the right side, and it just keeps moving you up. Perfect. All right. That's won, what I'm going to do. Like I said, I've won five times on that map. I've... Crush the aggro crag level. It's my favorite. I ever, I feel so confident when it comes up for the last game that, like, I I got braggadocious a couple times and called them and still won.
1: That is fantastic. I, know, I was going to ask you know some you of saw, your strategies yeah. because I, I, putting it out there, I've only won once, which was this afternoon. That's um, still
0: more than most of the people that we know that play this game, by the is way. Is that right? You're, you're far, as far as I know, only you, me, and Brian have won a game.
1: I saw Brian just posted a picture of the crown.
0: I think he's won two now. I think that was Jeez. his second win. Yeah, so. that's.
1: I'm looking. Uh, I didn't even know uh, you got the crown currency for your wins. And then I was yeah. looking at stuff. I'm like, that's five crowns. Oh shit, that's gonna be like, it's gonna be a month. You can also
0: get <laughs> you get crowns like when you level up too. Oh, is that right? It's Th- in there. The, it's little, in there. The yeah, it's one of in the rotation of items you can get for leveling up. Okay. Because I've gotten a couple that way too, so well that means you have put in some work then. I played this game a whole fucking lot for like I said, I have five wins under the belt. Uh, that is I feel fantastic. really happy about it. Yeah. I you feel should. so the most stoked because I called that I would have five wins. So in our one of our group chats, Sean was going to a play and uh i think i had three at that time and i called it i was like i'll have five before sean's out of his play and i think i had five before he went to intermission
1: that is fantastic i love
0: this game i played i've played a whole lot of it it is a lot of fun um but that said i I feel like i kind of hacked the aggro crag level at the end because i i won like four in one night it was crazy well i mean there is a just, certain logic to, to it yeah yeah you, you, you still gotta have get to it which is also it's it's hard it can be difficult to get there and a lot of times especially if you're relying on a team the team games are a struggle i get them and i appreciate them i do wish that they would eliminate more especially if it's two color teams uh... i think the bottom two colors should go
1: I will say all right so this is what I was going to say and and when when we asked about like what my least favorite kind of uh map is or game I do not like when you are single player queuing I hate team games I hate them yeah. I hate them because it's an instant disqualification because my team never knows what the fuck they're doing for most of them It's been... It's it's so rare that I have a team that knows what they're doing and isn't just a
0: fucking embarrassment. If you can get them, like, in with friends, like, Sean and I played one night and we did the soccer team game. And that is so much fucking fun and you do well because you can coordinate. Well, also, but, like, yeah, we had, like, 11 points and they had none. Like, we fucking shut them out Mm -hmm. and that would suck for that other team, but, like, it was because... I, Lee, Sean and I had communication and we played it like rocket league style. He was going yep. up and just pressuring and I was staying back and like defending and feeding the ball to him. It yeah. Was great. But when you have seven, but eight random that, people, yes.
1: you have yeah. everybody chasing one ball, not paying attention to the second ball. The goal's always open. Uh The list goes on and on and on. And like, you're disqualified. You're disqualified. Same with like, Oh my God. I, uh, I lose my shit. Anytime. The one, I don't know the name of it, but you have three colors and you have to get all of the eggs in the middle onto your yeah. side. Egg scramble. Uh-huh. I've done well in that one time and it was with people on a team working together. I think Brian, Dave, maybe Sean the other night. Yeah. Um. But anytime I do that, that on my own, fuck that game. Fuck that game. A hundred percent. Our goals always left entirely open. I will be back there by myself fighting off like four or five people from other teams. (laughs) And it just never goes well. Like nobody, it it doesn't work.
0: The egg game, generally, you just have to go on long enough that somebody else starts to have the least amount of eggs. And then they become the prey that the other two dominant teams just decimate. And so you just got to hope that you weather that first storm and then you'll be okay because that's generally what happens
1: yeah yeah
0: that's that's um, fair
1: that is fair that one
0: that's that said i will take like. i
1: will take hints yeah. and tips for all of the team games because i would really I like really to be able to do for better egg
0: scramble egg scramble is again it's one of the things that does make the game great but can make it annoying it's so fucking incredibly random what team you're going to have, how many eggs they're going to get, how many hammers are going to hit the eggs and the bounce into your goal compared to shooting them towards the other team, how many are going to be able to figure out how to climb out with eggs. There's so many factors and variables that yep. it keeps it interesting. It does suck when the tide starts to turn. I do wish, too, maybe I, the team games were a little shorter just man, to get it I done will
1: quicker. say 90%. 90% of my team games, I lose every single time. It is really? I know going into a team game, it's probably going to be an instant disqualification if I am solo
0: queuing. I wonder if your subtle anxiety is playing a part and you're sabotaging yourself and don't even know it. I mean, it could be. The team game. Because I've played a lot of team games by myself because usually... Uh, when you play even with friends, most of them uh, will get knocked out before you reach the end. And somebody's usually watching. And so, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. Well, I mean, um, that's
1: that's true. I understand that because I, I do smite. And I know there are, there are teams who get in and teams don't. And it's just the luck of the draw and the queue in the matchmaking. And that's just how it goes sometimes. I get that. I don't know. It maybe it's just I've been very, very unlucky with my teams, but like yeah, I've man, it's been an issue up until today. Today I had much, much better luck and I attribute I maybe I attribute that a little bit maybe because uh kids were playing because it was still like kind of afternoon hours. (laughs) So maybe like that's my only thing. I dominated some little kids, but like I've not had (laughs) really good luck in the team games.
0: A win's a win, baby. Dubs a dub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get some slammy dubs. You know what I'm saying? Furda. Uh, a team game I do like is the, uh, the rock and roll, where it's the that? three teams, and you all have a giant ball to push down mm. a long obstacle course. Mm. I like that one a lot. Yeah. It's different from the one too. where you got to collect the most balls in your side of the color i don't that like one that one is also one. annoying yeah, yeah i do course. not like that, that one also annoying the rock and roll one yeah that one is surprisingly a lot of fun that one's fun it's quick it's still team-based without like it being an annoying team base with your mm-hmm. team just constantly fucking up it's very simple you push a ball like yeah. it's just can you do it quicker than the other team it's pretty great I really, Uh, I
1: I like that the last little bit of that one specifically opens up and you're able to use the strategies of going over and grabbing other people and and fucking up uh, their balls.
0: Like pushing yours and then running. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's
1: like the, the magic of this. I think they've planned these courses in a way like it is, it is one way for a bit and then it shifts. And then like all of a sudden you have like new strategies you can use because like, the first half of that, you're like completely gated off. You have to do your own course. You're not allowed to touch other people or their balls. Like they're in their own course, and then it opens up. And I think that's brilliant. That's great. That's that's another way to make it feel uh, a much quicker pace. That every level has different segments to it and different things you have to know about it.
0: And like if you have played it and are familiar with it, it gives you even more incentive to try to get that ball down there quicker because you know. At the end, the other teams can fuck with yours, and you don't want that oh, to yeah. happen. So, hopefully, you, it makes everybody move even quicker. It's it's great, great game design. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like uh, this other fucking level. It's not a team one. I do like that one too. But I wanted to, you saw seesaw. What about uh, what is it? Whirly gig. Or Dizzy Heights. Dizzy Heights is a good one with like oh, all the rotating yeah. tables. It starts with yeah, really the, like uh, the
1: DJ turntables where you can't really fall off. You just get spun around in uh, random counter <clears throat> patterns, which is yeah. a lot of fun. And then it opens up to like the big platforms Mario style where, where you, if you fall off... You that's can it.
0: fall off. No, oh, that's, so that's no what I like this about one has the it second It still fl- has uh, it has this the stuff underneath that you can still navigate through. It makes it more difficult and it slows you down. That's but right. it doesn't hinder you and I like that. That again is fantastic game design.
1: Does this one also end with like this slope that throws a bunch of boulders at you too?
0: No, this one is the one where it's the it's the three tiered platform with each level rotating a different direction uh. as it gets smaller. It does still oh, have wait, boulders, wait. too. wait, boulders get thrown yeah. at you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You still get oh, boulders oh, so thrown are, at you. Yeah, yeah, I love that end. I will say there's something to the, the game design that I wish maybe they could do and randomize a little bit, and this is what I really think would push this game just, like, that much further and be infinitely more playable because I, I do worry that at a certain point this game is going to start to get a little stale if they can't mm-hmm. update it quicker, and this is where I think they need to implement maybe, like, Diablo-style, like segments of the level because there's that jump right before that three-tiered platform and yeah. once you memorize that jump you memorize that jump and you know that jump and you every don't single fall for it again yeah and i think randomizing that a little bit and having like let's say instead of that one level being the same every time you have nine different pieces that could go into that level and you could get piece a b c or you could get piece d f H, you could get them all just randomly mixed up and i think yeah, that would that would add a lot yeah. to the game uh because i do feel i don't know it's still early days right we don't know how often they're going to be updating this but I-, I can see especially with the grind that's uh built into their their money system to unlocking costumes because it takes a lot i think to uh get those costumes I think they'd have to do something to make it a little bit more fresh and engaging. I'd say like a month sure. out like if if we're only getting a, a new level put in like once a month, I think this game might not have the longevity and might kind of burn out possibly.
0: It needs quicker legs. Here's a rarity yeah. for the show. Ryan, I agree 100 percent. Hey. I think some more randomness to the level would add a lot of spice and variety to a game that I do enjoy quite a lot, but having Same. already played a whole lot of, I do have a strategy for the aggro crag because a lot of it plays out pretty similarly. Even with the randomness of the boulders falling, uh, I seem to have found a, a pretty repeatable pattern that gets me through that section also pretty unscathed. Um mm-hmm it's fun because i can exploit it and i win but also like (laughs) but how long until everybody else learns
1: that and then it just becomes who can do the one route the quickest and that then eliminates that then you're just what alpha gaming you're just figure you're you're min maxing you figure out the best way to go and then and then what's the game like you're not really there's no game anymore
0: What I would like to see is that they are, like you said, they have the monetization system. I believe they are operating under the the season operating scheme, where right now we're in season one. I would like to see season two be a whole batch of a bunch of new games. And if they bring old ones back in the rotation, cool. Maybe tweak them a bit somehow. Like you said, maybe we change up the way that they play through or the order that you go through it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you put that jump section in the middle now. Yeah. And you funnel people through that into a different falling part that they could fall into. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like Diablo does. Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, you have certain parts that are, you know, exact segments that you know are going to be there, but other things are randomized a little bit. That, That would be fine. And I think that would add a lot. And you really don't need a lot of art assets to do it either. No. I mean, it seems Just pretty easy.
0: Let's, let's go get jobs for Devolver Digital. Well,
1: yeah. And I, I guess like there's a lot of it. It's like, oh, budget versus everything. So I don't know the logistics of it all and what they can and cannot do. But I would say that's one thing that would improve this game greatly is a little bit of a little bit more randomness to it. It's specifically the level design because like the, the, that goo slime the slime chase, i have no idea the name of it. Slime chase, that slime one climb, what slime climb, of course, because it rhymes. Why didn't I get that? Mm-hmm. Um, once you, once you learn that and once you get the pattern down, you're pretty good. You're good to go. It is, it's a hump that you have to get over. And once you do, you're fine. And then it's just a matter of doing that, especially with slime climb. I don't think there's enough randomness there. That one's once you know it, you know it.
0: Yeah, it's like I, I pretty much always win slime climb if I can yeah. get past that second section. If I get past that, I can make it to the end. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is easier. That that one is such a fucking skill check right there at the start. It blocks so many people. Yeah, that slime is coming up, and it's going to get you at that level real quick. So, mm-hmm. um, Ryan. I want to know, on a simple scale, because this game at its core is very simple, Mm -hmm. on a simple elementary school-lettered grading scale, Ryan, what would you give Fall Guys? Uh, Because it's
1: still early days, and now after I played, uh, what was it, Dead by Daylight for one week... (laughs) and then was like yeah this is a pretty good game and then immediately played it for a little bit longer i was like yeah there's nothing to this game
0: (laughs) that game sucks i'm sorry i was
1: way too positive on this game um i it's so early days for me so i would say maybe like a b plus i really really am enjoying what i'm seeing here i think there's a lot of positives it's a battle royale that has my attention. Much in the way like Tetris did, because it came out Tet- Tetris ninety nine specifically. Um, it came out. It did something very different from like the first person shooters that were getting by the fucking droves. It seems like, um, and I I respond to this. I like this. I like the Mario Party. Honestly, this is what Nintendo needs to do. They need need to do like a Mario Party that's exactly this, and just update mini games as they go. We don't need iterations. We don't need twelve Mario Parties or whatever. Like, this is great. I love this. This is everything I want from a Mario Party without the fluff of the board game stuff that I, I always right? feel like yeah. slows the game down. This is perfect. I totally agree. I just, I think... I would like to see him... The system needs to get maybe refined just a little bit uh, for, for how their online game economy goes forward and how they handle the updates and the maps and stuff. But I think this is very, very great.
0: promising. I, I really like this. This is weird because I feel overall in this entire episode, I've been more positive <laughs> than you, but I actually give this game just a straight B. Whoa. Uh, not a B plus. I, I, I think it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun playing it, but like you, it's also early mm-hmm. and I can already sort of feel a bit of the repetitive strings pulling and yep. it's not like it doesn't have as much of the randomness baked in as a simple game of Call of Duty Warzone, where the overall map is the same every time, Mm -hmm. but what weapons and loadouts are positioned where and what parts of the map are going to get closed in upon are different every time. That makes Mm -hmm. it a variable gameplay that is never the same way twice, no matter how many times you play it. Yeah, Fall Guys already kind of has some of that, I've done this. I know mm. how to get through this level. I have to follow this yeah. exact path. It's like replaying a maze. You don't have power-ups. Like you don't have those Shoney's, variables. Yeah. It's like replaying the, the map out of Shoney's uh, whatever little thing. Like, you did it yeah. once, and then you grab your sister's placemat. It's the same map, and you just do it way quicker. It's mm-hmm. It can get that way. Overall, yeah. though, I do think this is a very well-designed game. It is smooth when the servers are running smoothly. It's a lot of fun. It could be a blast. Uh I just want to see where it goes. So yeah, a B. I
1: think that's uh I'm I'm with you. I, I maybe put it a little bit higher, but I think that's perfect reasoning. I'm right there with you. I'm very excited for a potential Colonel Sanders outfit. And if that I saw that. Yeah. If that's where they go and they do this kind of stuff, I think that's brilliant. Start like getting in
0: marketing and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah. go for like the shit nobody cares about because you know what I'd be happy to play as booberry. I don't give a fuck. I'd have a booberry <laughs> costume. I'd wear Frankenberry, Frankenberry and Count Chocolate. I would too. I and those are stupid yeah. shits. I'd I'd still wear those costumes.
0: I, that's yeah, a good way I mean, to go. think of all the marketing bullshit they could do. mm mm-hmm. It'd be sure. easy money. We should get jobs at Devolver Digital, I'm telling you. We'll help them print money. Devolver digital. Here's our resume. I'm cutting this (laughs) section out and sending it to you, with the email subject line: "Here's the future, bitches. Wake up."
1: I like it. Yeah, I like it. That gets attention. It is is very attention grabbing. It's great. But here's not. Look at me.
0: Here's not the future. Actually, here is the. I don't know. Here's the past audience, because it's the end of the show, like the end of an era, or an error. This could have God, gone
1: I, either way. This could have been an error. <laughs> this this whole show was an error. Life life is an error. This has been oh! a six-year... Oh, shit. In that case, this has been a 32-year error in the making.
0: <laughs> hey, buddy. I love you. Uh, weirdly enough, we haven't played Fall Guys together yet. Let's fix that real soon. Mm, that's true, that, we haven't. Uh, you're my favorite, and I love you. Uh, only second to the audience who I love the most. This is true. You pandering, son of a bitch. Love you too. (laughs) I love you guys. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. And uh, we will catch you in 1986 with Lee Majors. Bye, y'all.
1: Adios.